This is a Fubar Radio podcast. If you need any more information, head to fubarradio.com. Nick Helm and Nathaniel Metcalf's fan club on Fubar Radio. Good afternoon, noon, noon, what do we say? Good, good morning, we say. This is Nick and Nat's fan club, but it's a special fan club because so far we have no Nick, so it is just exclusively a Nat's fan club special. Um, that was David Bowie, win on FUBAR Radio. Welcome to the show, guys. In In a bit, we've got... Carl Theobald coming up, and we should also be having Nick Helm. Um, mm. Hopefully, I've got opposite me producer Natalie. I don't know if you want to talk. Do you? Well, it's n- two Nats now, which is nice. The double Nats, mm. Nat and Nats fan club. <laughs> yes. What have you been a fan of this week? <laughs> oh, okay. Killing Eve. Watch it. Oh yeah, I saw. I did, I feel like I out of the sorts. I watched the first one, and I was a bit like, no, sorry. Okay. I wasn't, wasn't massively. You, I don't think you can judge a show until at least three episodes, right? But then that's when people people do that thing where they go, oh, the first series of something is terrible. And mm-hmm. I go, well, I'm not going to watch it then. I get that. I'm not going to watch like 24 hours worth of TV to get to the end of it, not enjoy it. Okay. And then start another show. Well, don't try that show then. Try something else. What have, what have you been a fan of this week? <laughs> You're doing very well. <laughs> <laughs> Keep it light. Keep it light. That's fan club. Yep. Um, mm, yeah. All the all the phrases. Um, I uh, Nick is late. I have, as we know, Nick lives very close to the studio. Yeah, yeah, really close. Unlike you, the cafes travel across town quite a long way. But you were here. I was here. I was here on time. Mm. Um, and we're not. We're not even sure. I reckon Nick is going to be incredibly flustered. I think so. We got a, a guest that's here. Our guest, our guest is here our already. Guest has arrived. That's all right. That's so all right. That's so two out of three. It's a show already, isn't it? Yeah, it's a I show. Think it's I think. I think this guys is going to be the best show we've done. It right. feels like it already. It does. It feels like a professional operation. I've announced who the guest is, and I have also said what song I just played at the start, which is I don't think we've ever done that. Never done that. That's not fan club. I reckon it's good for if you're listening live because you'll get to go. Oh, that was David Bowie's win. Yeah. Whereas if you're listening on a podcast bit, you're probably going, I haven't heard that. But maybe you think, I actually want to go and hear the whole song, so I'm going to go to the website and listen to it with music. Sure. Or just go to Spotify and listen to it there. You can listen to it wherever. Mm. CD format. Yeah, that's true. Download. Download, mini disc. Streaming. Mm -hmm. Vinyl. Vinyl, LP. Mm -hmm. Cassette. Uh, Cassette. Eight track. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you're looking for Win, David Bowie, type that in, uh, from the album uh, Young Americans. Yeah. One of my favourite David Bowie songs. Very good. Um, 
And this week, I saw this week, I have seen Heathers. I reckon you probably like Heathers, I don't loved you? It. I loved it. The stage show or the film? The film? Have oh, you seen yeah, the stage I love, show? I, no, I don't want to because I love Heathers, the film, so much. Yeah, I always worry about those stage show things because I, I don't, I always feel like it's going to be, I always think it's going to be awful. <laughs> That's it's what a I musical, think. isn't it? Oh, is it? Heathers didn't need a musical. No, and think. has it got songs from the era or is it a brand new musical? I think, I, actually, I don't know. I haven't, I haven't t- looked into it that clearly because I don't want to see it. Because I think it's perfect as a film. With it Christians. is. It's a very good one. Yeah. Uh, and it has a it has a couple of lines in it that I haven't seen it in maybe. I, I probably haven't seen it in twenty years. I saw it yesterday at the Prince Charles, and apparently it is the thirtieth anniversary of Heather's, mm. which makes me feel very old. It's a very quotable film, isn't it? But it is. Did you eat a brain tumor for breakfast? Yeah. My favourite bit that really made me laugh is when you've got the two jock guys, see yeah. Christian Slater, Curtin and Ram. Was, I know the names. Curtin Ram. Yep. And one of them says. Uh, Who's this guy think he is? Bo Diddley? And I think that's perfect. <laughs> perfect. Yes. Actually, actually really funny. And it and it still still holds up. A lot of it feels a bit I mean, yeah, I suppose he wouldn't do that now. But right. it is it is and, and weirdly, for a film that came out well, I guess it must be nineteen eighty eight if it's thirty. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I guess that makes sense. And uh it it feels weirdly more eightiesy than mm. a lot of more traditional 80s movie. I always thought of that almost more of a, a 90s type film with a. Um, oh. Stop, what are you doing? Oh Scared. no. Oh no. Uh, so Nick Helm has just arrived in the studio. This is the best one and yet, it was, right? It's, uh, it's, it's really smooth. <laughs> Fuck off. <laughs> Fuck off, you can't. I announced, I announced oh, what the. <laughs> what's happened? I put my headphones on and then I took my bag off. Uh, <laughs> 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 Hello. Uh, Hello, you're listening to Fan Club. <laughs> I'm so sorry, Nat. That's all right. I've been quite calm. It's been quite a nice. Uh, Natalie, are you all right? You're nodding. Thank she, you. You, she looks visibly upset. Have I ruined everything? Oh, God. <laughs> what, what have I missed? Well, I missed we played David Bowie's Win to begin. You've already played a song? Played a song already. Right. To start off with, see, it made sense. And then I introduced the concept of Fan Club. Oh, it's you just, actually did it for a change. Yeah. Oh, is that criticism? <laughs> no, I, think, <laughs> I mean that we never really tell people what it's about. No, well, in fact, I just said it's fan club, and I said it's Nat's fan club, and it's Nat and Nat's fan club. Oh, And I said, so it was, and Natalie was opposite me. That's a much better show. Nat and Nat's fan club. Yeah. Well, yeah, it could, it makes... And you could eat uh, Nutella, but call it Natella. We didn't think I'm of I'm just it. thinking off the top of my head. I mean, of course you didn't think of it. That's it, that's it. That's what I had to the show. What's been, what's been going on, Some Nick? left field. Or is it something you don't want to talk about? Oh, it's just been... <laughs> oh, you know what it's like. You wake up and you... Uh, I, I was going to say something awful. It's 2018. <laughs> um, so... <laughs> so um, you live quite close to the studio as well. I do, but I've been filming on the other side of oh, London. Oh, you've been filming? Yes. Uh, th- Are you well, allowed to talk about what you've been filming? Yeah, well, probably. But I, I, so I was uh, yesterday. They said uh, I was meant to be filming at nine. They said it would take half an hour. Right. And then yesterday they said, "Do you want to meet at ten instead?" And I was just like, ten is actually much more civilized." And so I thought, "Yeah, ten And ten, then ten what, to ten thirty. And the ten uh, were half an hour set up, and then half an hour filming. I'd be 11. finished at eleven, and I'd come here. Yeah. And uh, but what actually happened was I overslept. <laughs> I did, I, I'm so professional. I'm just generally 
very professional. People look at me and they say, what a sack of shit. <laughs> of course he's not on time. <laughs> but generally, I'm, I'm very professional and on time. And for some... Oh, my short film was on telly last night. But it wasn't on late. No, I got happened. <laughs> <laughs> I was so scared. Finished at 10, Nick. You I could was, have gone better on about then, I was so scared that people were going to rip me apart on Twitter and tell me how shit I was. And did uh, they rip you apart? Generally, what happens when you do telly is that uh, five people say nice things and one person says something horrific and it sends you uh, into... Did someone say something nasty about you? No one said anything nasty and I, th I guess I just uh, overcompensated by... Um, uh, just celebrating. Okay, well, did you have a nice time at least? Not really. I've seen it loads. <laughs> <laughs> I watched. It, I, I didn't. I didn't watch it live. I was. In, um, I found a venue for my birthday party. So I'm gonna. Oh, that's good. So that was nice. <laughs> 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 uh, <laughs> uh, what have you? Uh, what, have you seen it? What, what did you watch this week? I saw Black Klansman. I thought it was brilliant. Yeah. Did you see it? I have seen it. And you weren't into it? Um, it's a difficult one to criticise because obviously it's an important film. Yeah. And of the subject matter, it's... You, you know, if you could give a five-star review for subject matter, it would get five stars, wouldn't it? But there's a point in Black Klansman where uh, I was really enjoying it and then a, there was a little moment during halfway through where I just went hang on a minute this doesn't make any sense and then after that the film didn't hold together for me oh really but the I'm ending sure to... the ending uh, the, the documentary stuff at the end is uh, I, yeah, was, that... I, I cried I was just crying I went to see it with Ramesh and he said, uh, yeah, but you could put that at the end of Finding Nemo and you'd still cry. You'd get the same reaction. I think it would be inappropriate. Uh, That's what I would say. At the sure, end of Finding I think sure. it would be a really I think the end. I think it's a very powerful film and it has, and, and I love Spike Lee and it's got loads of great Spike Lee moments. Uh, and uh, it's weird because me, me, and, me and Ron Esch, Ranganathan, were talking about it and, uh, and he hated a lot of the things... Oh, well, I mean, this isn't. I'm sure he's publicly said that he loves it, but um, he he didn't. He, there was there was loads of stuff that he didn't like that I did uh, that I did like. I liked all the uh, I liked the bit when he went to the first uh, Black Panther meeting. Yeah, and uh, there were all of the faces that were looking directly at the camera, and they had that moment of realization where they were just like, "Oh wow, I think I think that there was some really amazing." Uh, moments in it and I also think that as a Spike Lee film it just delivered on the way that Spike Lee films you know do. I thought it was great I, like I really I, there's I, just a moment where you just like why the f why is he doing the voice on the phone and he going in oh I there was yeah there's bits like that doesn't make where I any go, sense because also I also thought well, after the first time you would just switch wouldn't you You'd get the guy that's doing the public appearances to do the to do the phone calls, mm. so that he knew what lies he was telling. There's a bit when he almost gets found out, and you go, "This wouldn't be a problem if you were doing all the phone calls." Sure. And you just, it's and, and that based. is just like, and it's such a small thing, but that is just where you go. I, I'm enjoying. Uh, there's one amazing shot, which is like a uh, '70s album cover, where they're walking along the riverbank, yes, and talking about uh, uh, like black exploitation black, movies, black exploitation films, um, and I just think that's such an amazing. I just think that there are loads of really good and. Um, 
I don't know. But also, the bad guys were so cartoonish. So, and but I think it's that. I think that's what I liked about it was it starts off like in the trailer for it was very sort of almost like cartoonish. Like you're going to watch a sort of quite a Austin, broad comedy. It's Austin Powers. Yeah. And then you watch a film and it almost, and I think that's probably on purpose, it sort of really took me by surprise how much it kind of, it sort of weans you into this sort of quite safe, quite funny thing and then it's actually horrific. And I I found all the kind of, the sort of, the baddies, the KKK people, I found them to be, they sort of start off very cartoonish and then it's that thing where I went, it it was slightly overwhelming by, you go, actually this is horrific. The the last part of it, I mean the last part of the film was so stressful. I just found it, yeah. I think that it works on 80, 80% of it is just flawless and you go, this is amazing. But then there's, there's a little part of it where you just go, hang on a minute, why are you doing it like this? Like the, (laughs) the, the, the very concept of it doesn't quite work. And then everything else is brilliant. Yeah, and that's what I've. That's but I and I was enjoying it for like forty five minutes, and then there was one. There was a, there was a there was a, an Adam Driver scene where I suddenly just went, "Hang on a minute, that doesn't make sense." And then I was just like, "Shut up, shut up, <laughs> shut up, my brain." Uh, you know what I mean? It was like I was having a. I, I had an actual moment where I was just like, "Just stop, th- stop thinking about it. Just enjoy <laughs> it. You're enjoying it, right?" There's so few films that you go to the cinema and enjoy, and I was enjoying it. And then I, I started thinking about it too much, and then it was just like, and then you go, but it's almost like uh, bulletproof because um, because you can't criticize the film. Um, uh, but I just think, on a filmmaking point of view, it kind of uh, had a bit to be desired. But um, yeah, it was great. It was really, it was really enjoyable. I mean, I definitely recommend it. Uh, but I would also recommend a, a lot—not all of Spike Lee's films, but I'd recommend loads of them. But um, I just find it. Yeah, I was I just saw it. I cried uh, by the end of it. I cried, but I cried because. I have to say, without the documentary footage, it's almost got one of the worst endings to any film I've ever seen. Oh, I don't know. I don't know. I um, I think that's quite... Oh, it's difficult to talk about without spoilering it. But it... <laughs> <laughs> Just, uh, that's right, bit of ticking. <laughs> but I felt like that there was that thing where it has that sort of payoff, I thought, of like being a... Because he did that thing where he ends up going to David Duke and calling him up and they all have to laugh at him on the phone. Awful. It felt like a real... No, but that felt like there's like a payback. There's always like a, an actual realistic payoff to, to all your consequences. I don't see what you've achieved. I just thought it was a terrible... I, t- I thought it was one of the worst endings to any film I've ever seen. And then the documentary stuff happens afterwards and you go and you leave the theatre going... Or the cinema... I didn't. Yeah, sure. I watched it on my phone during Cats, but, um, <laughs> but if you're in America, you'd say the movie theater. But if you, you leave the cinema, just uh, I mean, I was devastated by the by well, the actual documentary mm. footage. I just thought, oh my god! But um, but and I just thought the actual ending to the film, whether it's like an episode of the A Team, where you just like go, fucking hell, are you really gonna? Oh, thank God, there's another bit, and then you go, oh God, this is the worst. Thing. It's awful. I mean, after the uh, after the thing, I did have like I had quite sort of heart palpitation. I felt a bit kind of, oh, God, oh. The, the, I felt like I'd been through a real emotional ringer. I thought the ending, the, the last, the ending sequence. I mean, I, I literally, I think that I held my breath for about twenty minutes, and then when yeah. it all finished, I just turned around to Rom and I went. Whew. 
but um, and he was like, Whew. but I, then what happened was I realised that we were going Whew, for different reasons. He, right. I think he thought it was awful, right. <laughs> and I was just like, that was. The, but I, I, I'm not. I'm not throwing him under the bus. He probably really enjoyed it. He didn't. He told me he didn't. We talked about it for about four <laughs> hours later. But um, but, uh, but I don't know. I just mm, I think it's flawed. But okay. so it's gold member. <laughs> um, Shall we play a we've track? We've got a guest, haven't we? Yes. So uh, let's uh, let's play a track. Just trying to work out what it is. Um, I've, we've uh, put we've put your special Alice Cooper song on. I don't know if you like that one. I, I do like that song, and we've not played it before. And uh, let's not forget, guys, it's five weeks before Halloween. Uh, <laughs> put your tickets for I Think You Stink. I, put, I mean, I played... No. What's going on? Oh, it's, it's going. A, it's a slow one. We're back. Uh, that was uh, Teenage Frankenstein by Alice Cooper. We've both done that now. We've both done a, a sort of proper outro from the songs. Yeah, no. Well, well, last week someone was saying, what was that song? And then you go, oh. Oh, yeah, we don't really ever mention it. Never mention it. It's kind of like we're just being nonchalant about it. We're just kind of uh, going like, yeah, yeah, it's good. We know it's good. But we're not going to go on about yeah. it. We're joined in the <laughs> studio now by Carl. With Carl Theobald. Um, hello, how are, how are you? Yeah, I'm good. Yeah. Hello. I'm yeah. a bit disconcerted because I'm on this stool. Oh, my, you also. My feet literally aren't on the ground. No, so it I is. I feel groundless. Yeah, it is. I find it quite cool because you get to spin around a bit. That's no? nice. That's nice. I, I'm I, not I, I feel uncentered. I feel like I can't talk with any authority. I d- would, my, my chair uh, is quite a high chair. When I sit on it throughout the hour, it sinks, it sinks yeah. very imperceptibly, slowly. What does that do to your yourself well my ego just thinks <laughs> come on Nick uh, <laughs> pick l- it up lose a bit of uh, lose a bit of your own uh, yeah. uh, self worth but it's that it's that <laughs> it, wait it was wait <laughs> but then actually I'm not going to fat shame myself <laughs> on radio that's for other people to do and they are the people that you block on Twitter if life was Twitter but life isn't Twitter. Sorry. Oh, God. I'm, I'm late. I'm catching up. It is for up. a lot of people. <laughs> it is for a lot of people, yeah. isn't it? <laughs> That's is right. Twitter. It is for a lot of people. <laughs> Carl, you um, are a familiar face of TV comedy. Is that fair to say? It, I, you've said it. I've said it. So I reckon it I don't mind. I don't mind saying say, it. Yeah, yeah. And uh, but you you were a, you're like a, a writer performer as well, right? That was your how you started out. Yes, yeah, started out um, I guess doing uh, yeah sketches and stand up, and then writing bits and bobs for other people. And was that on the comedy circuit? And it things? was, yeah. The very yeah. What year are we talking? Wow. Uh, 1932. <laughs> um, <laughs> who, were you, who would you say were your contemporaries? Who were you doing gigs with at the time? Well, I remember up in Edinburgh. Uh, the, it, and when Edinburgh was kind of all about comedy and new comedy and experimental comedy yeah. and there was people like Simon Munnery 
and the Bouche. Cool. And they weren't contemporaries, they'd already sort of started, but they were people that you kind of went up and had a look at. And Dan Kitson, I think, I, I used to tour with Dan Kitson oh, cool. around the universities. Um, obviously, I did, me and Russell Brand had, uh, had a sketch show, a live sketch show that we used to just turn up to mostly open spots and kind <laughs> of, you know, upset them. Just the two of you? Like just, a double X? Just a, yeah, double X, basically, yeah. And yeah. Uh, what were your sketches like? They were all right. um they well actually i found a tape oh really yeah tape of us we because we put a few we put we recorded a few sketches on tape um uh, analog tape yeah yeah. and uh went around soho with a little i think little funny postcards delivering them to agencies well these audio tapes audio tapes yeah delivering them to agencies to you know sort of like and i think we'd start off with you oh Hello, Amy. This is Russell and Carl. We're looking for an agent. <laughs> and then we'd sort of introduce certain sketches and have a little kind of uh, cover letter. You Did know, you do them individually? Yeah. You personalised them? Yeah, we personalised them. Oh, that's I mean, really yeah, only, only about ten, but yeah, we personalised. We ten no, we is still, get, that's yeah. an afternoon, <laughs> isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But um, I remember, yeah, we, I don't know, I, think, I don't think we got one reply. What? Oh, well. I, th- I don't. I think. I think sometimes we weren't even allowed into the building. No, we I even get into the building. Right. But I suppose you're just people you're just, holding a tape, right? Yes, yeah, that's true. I suppose, no, yeah. I, no. I think that that's out of order. I just think that you do a tape. You do a personalised tape for yeah. someone, even if you think it's a piece of shit or you didn't even bother listening, you'd still say thanks for it. Yeah, you would. That's yeah. what I think. That's what we hoped. I think. Uh, well, I think. I think they just thought we were nutters. We were. Because <laughs> you, know. you recorded some sketches on it, but that's what the fucking industry's made out of, that's, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. It's people that c- turn up late, stay up, <laughs> stay up late, and that's then it. and then basically it's their job to uh, harness that yeah. and the raw turn talent. it turn it yeah. into gold. Yeah. You should both go back now and say, "Can I speak to Amy, please?" We yeah, we can't even remember who they are, but yeah, they were. They probably not, don't exist anymore. Yeah, no, those, dead. Yeah, those com- comedy agents. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just yeah. yeah. Good That'll riddance. Good absolute <laughs> riddance. Absolutely awful people. I mean, uh, yeah, I do. T- I do find that upsetting. But uh, how many Edinburghs did you do? I did two. Oh yeah! Oh, a slacker. Yeah. And were yeah. your do you, do you do you miss those times? Do you miss? Yeah, the I climate? do actually. Yeah, I mean, fucking hell, it was ru- it was awful. Poor. It was fucking <laughs> poor. You know, yeah. it's like I remember being like in arrears of rent about three months in arrears. Yeah. And my girlfriend at the time, who was a con- she she was a conductor on the thirty eight bus right. when they had conductors. This is that long ago. Yeah. Yeah. They're not, I've, I, I they don't, don't anymore. No, the they bus. still have the thirty-eight bus, but <laughs> no conductors. But yeah, she was, a, and so, and we used to, you know, write comedy and knock around trying to do perform it and stuff. And so we would. Uh, I don't miss being poor. Yeah, you know, I'm not rich now, but I don't. But then it was like, you know, I did Edinburgh once. Uh, I was in a double with Paul F. Taylor, oh, yeah. and I did Edinburgh once, and I couldn't afford food. We were doing the free fringe, yeah, okay. so we could only Sounds get. About right. We got the we got the <laughs> donations bucket at yeah, the end, okay, yeah, yeah. and I couldn't afford food, and I lost so much weight that. Uh, my trousers would fall down when I walked down. The <laughs> street, I walked down the street, right? Save it for the show. So yeah. I needed. Uh, so I needed uh, to to keep my trousers up somehow, and I, so I couldn't <laughs> afford a belt. 
So I got some string <laughs> and I made braces. I put, I, I, I put, I tied the string around my belt loops, to one on either side and then one at the back. And uh, you're like from a silent film. It was fucking. <laughs> I, I mean, I was so poor. I, I was so poor that not only could I not you're like one afford, of Top Cats mates. I, but I, I, not only could I not afford food, I couldn't afford a belt to keep my trousers up because I couldn't afford food. This is how it happens though, isn't it? This, but that's, that's comedy. Poor and then you get poverty. You, you love it so much. You, you, your drive yeah, you to drive, do it... Yeah, you're in, yeah. Is, 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 yeah. People always say to me, um, they go, oh, you do comedy, that must be scary. And I always say to them, it's actually scary and not doing it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. To get to the end of your life yeah, yeah, yeah. and on your deathbed and, and think, I never I did never that. Did it. Yeah, I think that's what keeps yeah, me doing it. that's what drove us, mm. yeah. That's yeah. fucking fascinating. I mean, it's great. It's, it's, ni- it's always nice to know that everyone... Struggles. S- struggles. Goes through that fucking yeah. thing. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm still going through it. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's yeah. happening now. Yeah. Well, don't, don't worry, mate. I've got a ball of string for you. This <laughs> has got some string. I've got loads of string, mate. <laughs> oh, string now. Well, now that I'm a millionaire, I, uh, that's all I spend my money on. I've just got string. a fucking string everywhere. Hand it out to people yeah. that are suffering. Yeah. I think the more string you have, uh, the better you are. That's my string theory. Yes. Uh, yes. yes. Yes, it's a joke. Brilliant. <laughs> um, and you're in a band, right? <laughs> I'm in a band, yeah. Um, tell us I'm about a, your band. Um, I don't usually speak about the band because one thing I don't like is when fucking actors or comedians or whatever you start talking about their other projects, you know what I mean? That they've, that they've bounced off because they've got a little bit of a. But this is Luckily, I'm no celebrity, so it feels a bit more on level. Yeah, yeah. You know, you're allowed to have I'm a allowed band. To ha- you yeah, know what's their one Russell Crowe has? Are they called like three yeah, grunts, called? something? something like that, Seven yeah. metres yeah. of <laughs> grunts. <laughs> and you go, like, oh, fuck off, mate. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you Although, just, uh, sorry, sorry yeah, I just I worked at the. Uh, I was trying to. I googled uh, David Hemmings. Oh yeah, yeah, that uh, album's great. Uh, no, uh, no, no, <laughs> it's no, not. no, it's not. Um, but I googled <laughs> David Hemmings. He's in Gladiator. Who's David Hemmings? David Hemmings oh, is a guy. Like, come on, he's in yeah. Deep Red. He's, he's in. He's in Blowout. Blowout. Sorry, he's in Blow Up. Oh, that David Hemmings. Yeah, David yes. Hemmings. He used to throw at the A-team. He has um, huge eyebrows. The, 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 he was such a gorgeous boy. I didn't even know that that was... Go- the guy who blew up who's... Well, the lead, the photographer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. He's he's, a, he was in the, the A-team. He directed episodes of the A-team. He was a gorgeous, <laughs> angelic <laughs> boy, right, when he did blow up. He was, and yeah, then, was like, lovely, maybe six years later, he did Deep Red, right, where he's getting a bit older. Okay. And But he's like, he's a young boy, hmm. like no, no, like, a, like a 20-something okay. boy. And then six years later, he did Deep Red, where he basically um, uh, was a middle-aged man mm-hmm. who was very sort of like <laughs> misogynistic. Oh, bloody hell, <laughs> women! <laughs> and, uh, and then, uh, and then uh, he's kind of... Not that his career went badly, but they said... So people keep saying... People keep saying that I'm dead. I'm not. I'm just directing the A-team. But uh, now he uh, is dead. Now, now he is dead. dead. When did he die? <laughs> but he died about four or five years ago, wasn't he? I don't know, but his yeah. eyebrows just got... Is, like, there's a, a picture before, right before here. Before and after. There he is, there's there a, he is. There's wow. A, his eyebrows got hornier and hornier to the point that they were just like these huge, horned eyebrows. <laughs> and uh, and he's in Gladiator, which I never really yeah, realised. He's yeah. um, the guy in Gladiator who's the... Uh, Actually, who is he in Gladiator? Is he one of the Romans? I don't know. I, to be okay. honest, I saw Gladiator so in the cinema. Eyebrows. Wasn't that first? And uh, then By I the realised he's, he's got one of those voices, isn't he? Okay. He's got one of those sort of smoky eyes. I just think David Hemmings is pretty much. I thought you were going to say he was in a band. 
he, he had an album out. He had an album. Sorry, this what was a spoken word sorry. album. This, <laughs> no, no. this is how the show goes. Uh, <laughs> we just talk <laughs> so over each other. Like yeah, yeah. And then I'll go. Oh! But I found it out this week because we're both obsessed with uh, with uh, Dario Argento and Duke Bird and stuff. Yes, and okay. apparently David Hemmings. And David Hemmings. <laughs> okay. But, um, it, but did Dario Argento do Deep Red? Yeah. Yes. Really? Oh, he did it before Suspiria. Deep Red is. Oh, you think it's better than Suspiria? My yeah, all-time my favorite. Really? Yeah, my favorite. All-time favorite. Well, Nat took me to see it the first time I, I saw see, it. We saw Goblin. Okay. Oh God, why are we talking about this <laughs> I know. again? Tell us about your band. <laughs> 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 we'll get to that in so, a minute. Sorry. Uh, yeah, I, talk, I, I, talk about I know band. something about Dario Argento. Do, that I'll tell you. do you? Oh, yeah? oh is, is it broadcastable? <laughs> I mean, I think it's probably it's probably in, in books about Dario Argento. I, I worked with somebody who worked with his daughter. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. And his daughter, I think, was in some of the films. Hey, sure. yes, yes, yes. And she always, and he always, he always uh, demanded that he, it was his hands that would strangle her when, <laughs> when the killer. You know, I, mean, I think in all the films, it's his hands that they're the, 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 the sort the, of murder hands. Stuff. Isn't well, it? Yeah, that's yeah, what yeah. Hitchcock used to do as well. Oh, was right? it? Well, I, I watched the Anthony Hopkins Hitchcock movie, and uh, during the shower scene, he's the one that goes, he "Give it, give me the knife, I can do it." I, think, <laughs> and then he I went guess around. there's a sort of ballet to horror, isn't there? That you have to get. There's a choreographed way of it's choreographed, but yeah. that's it. It's choreography, so it's kind of like. Uh, you can't leave stuff up to chance. I mean, it's like comedy. You can kind of like be a bit loose about it and go, right, so we'll just things catch can the happen thing. And you but capture, yeah. horror is kind of like... You, you, it has to be placed. It yeah. has to be, yeah, it's an exact thing because there's an exact... Well, also with comedy, there's an exact reaction. There is, actually. There's a timing. Mm-hmm. Right. I always think it, I, horror films, pornography, not that I've done any, and comedy <laughs> all have a similar... You've got, you know, you've got that one thing that you need to do. Well, it's a build-up, and then there's a release. Exactly. (laughs) You know, and it's about timing. You know, it's about suspense, and it's about the climax. Yeah. Yeah, but I've seen some. I, I spent all week watching some absolutely terrible porn. And, <laughs> hey, uh, there you go. They just uh, didn't get the timing right. I'm absolutely exhausted. But, uh, <laughs> and was it funny? No, Did no, it scare well, you? Do you know what? Some of it was funny and some of it was terrifying. There you go. Um, so, <laughs> it's two out of three ain't bad. So it's, yeah. <laughs> uh, but, uh, um, Tell us about your band, band. I've got a band. Um, uh, you, they're called Grifter Kid and the Midnight Raiders. Would what? it be terrible? Yeah. Say it again slowly. Grifter Kid. Yeah. Grifter Kid and the Midnight Raiders. Uh, can we get one of those, one of their tracks on? What's your favourite track? I don't know, I haven't got a favourite track. Some people have favourite tracks. One of the, a good track is... Bad Writer Dead might be a good track. Shall we have that to play out? Because really, it's the first one that comes to mind, but yeah, <laughs> have that. Would it be an awful question yeah, to on. say what... If you could describe it, or... Yeah, people ask that. It's awful, what, isn't it? What, what genre are you in? That's it, there ain't no... The, the, that's the problem we're having, is that this doesn't really have a... Labels get annoyed because we don't, we don't fit into a particular genre. Mm. So, but I suppose it's it's roots-based music, with all influences. The whole my influences are not. I didn't grow up in you know Scotland to do Scottish folk music or yeah. sort of southern states to do kind of blues. Or I grew up listening to mixed tapes. So the influences are like a bunch of different influences sort of thrown together. But hopefully we're making a fairly nice noise. But I <laughs> guess it's it's kind of roots-based. It's sort of blues jazzy kind of with some country and 70s singer songwriter is that the kind of music you listen to as well yeah generally generally and uh yeah i mean i go through stages but i guess you know, might have a, a jazz month and then a kind of you know 60s garage month and then people just assume that i like metal 
And oh, I, it's, it's I metal, know, your thing, yeah. No, I don't. It's I not, don't listen just... to a lot of metal. I, okay. I listen to uh, I listen to pretty much anything that I like, and then and then you have to spend the whole time. You know, I like country music. And yeah. Okay. There I you like, go. You know, and uh, but people just go, oh yeah, you like that. I mean, I'm wearing a Black Sabbath T-shirt. So that's Black Sabbath. But, but, okay. Um, so yeah. And but and I went to see them. They were fine. I went to see them with their just Campbell. just fine. They were fine. They were. Fi- it was there. It was like five years ago. I mean, Ozzy okay. wasn't really yeah. there. And Did he get uh, wheeled on? It was weird. He was weird, so yeah. fucking. Yeah, it was really weird, and it was kind of like a little bit like. Uh, I'm not even sure. I'm glad I saw him. It was. You'd like, rather you'd rather remember them as they were. I'd rather <laughs> have imagined it rather than. <laughs> but um, yeah, they were fine. But like, I mean, I, I, I'll always go. Well, I'll always go and see Alice Cooper because he's my absolute. He's my idol. But why am I talking about this? Uh, because <laughs> people just assume that I'm into metal. But, uh, but yes, uh, people. But I, I like anything one, that I like. Yeah, exactly. And so my musical in- influences are just kind of like, oh. Um, what I'll do is I'll walk down the road and uh, I'll have some keys in my pocket and they'll jingle jangle and then on the way and then I'll I'll write a song by singing it and then I'll sing it into my phone and then it'll end up being kind of like like an Elton John song and uh, and then you go oh right wouldn't you not and is that a problem or do you no, no, then that's have not, to that's put not a bad some thing. heavy guitars on no 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 that's that. not that's not a bad thing but actually because uh, I you know I, I, I do music and um, are you in a band uh, I know I have kind of but like just a, a you dabbled a, in the kind of yeah. Uh, I have kind of like a um, a core set of musicians that um, yeah. whoever's free at the time will yeah, do it. Okay. And um, but the, my last album was very kind of like oh this one sounds like a Michael Jackson song and this one sounds like nice. a, so it's all kind of like all over the yeah. place. But there's no kind of like direct way of doing it. Um, what do you do in your band? I play guitar and write the songs. And do you sing? I, I do. Yeah. Um, that's good. That's good. <laughs> Stop being so modest. It's really good. It's um, really good. Yeah, I, I, yeah. It's difficult, isn't it, listening to your own voice? You sort of don't hear the qualities that you know, I mean. You can only hear. Your but when it's singing, do, do you? Does it feel like it isn't you so much? Sometimes, if you hear it back? yeah. Sometimes, and that's when I like it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah, there's just certain phrasing that I just can hear. I, I write as if other people are going to sing them. Right, sure. You right. Know, and I and I get and there's a couple of other people in the band um, who I get to sing them. I force to sing some of the songs. I just think you know, I want to sort of step away from this feel and let them do it. Rowan, who's in the band, who's my partner, who plays double bass, and she sings a few songs. I could have picked one of hers, but um, and she's got a lovely voice. And then Nigel, who's really the reason why we sort of started the band. Yeah, he sings a few, and I try and get them to sing more and more. You know, I like to step away and so I can listen to it. Probably. Yeah, but that's it's a struggle, isn't it? But, but um, um, it's not like uh, you're modest. I try, and to you're be, being yeah. and, and and you're being modest to the point that you're actually stepping aside from. There's uh, a kind of vanity your, in that kind of mo- mo- yeah, modesty. There there? Yeah, there is. But, uh, but, like, but I care too much. To there's ego in all performance, isn't there? Of course, there is. Yeah, but but even by taking yourself out, you're thinking, you know, but you're denying yourself something by like going, whoa. I mean, I mean, I sing most of them. Don't, you know, no, that's fine. Uh, what? What? Uh, what? Na- <laughs> <laughs> oh, right. Okay. God. Fucking hell. I just always think whenever Natalie comes in, I'm in trouble. You've been um, taken off the air. <laughs> Police are waking outside. Um, uh, <laughs> and when you're performing like kind yeah. of rootsy, bluesy music, are you doing it automatically? You have that. Does it feel like? There's a sort of Americanism that you feel like. There is. Some people from the UK there feel is, like you've yeah. then got to 
become this no, sort of. I don't become it, but there's this whole thing of uh, the, the whole point of the of writing songs. I didn't really necessarily want it to be in a band, but I wanted to write songs. I couldn't rest until I'd written some songs that yeah, I could yeah. feel that I could call songs. You know, yeah. and so I wanted to do that, and I kind of gave myself, I let myself off, and I sort of, you know, the whole cliche of write from your heart. When people say, "I oh, just write from your heart," yeah, you know yeah. what I mean, just write what you, it's just like you know, express yourself. And I thought, well, fuck it, yeah, just do that, but quite literally, just, absolutely, yeah, just yeah, like yeah. you know, okay, forget, forget any kind of boundaries, any limitations, forget any uh, aspirations, just exactly. Write. And and for some reason, I don't know why, but for some reason, I when I started to write, this sort of ragtime feel came out. Yeah. And I think it's because, I don't know, you know what an analysts would say, but I think it's because you, when you're growing up and all you're watching is cartoons from the 50s or whatever, <laughs> and old Lauren Hardy or yeah, Harold yeah, Lloyd, yeah. that kind of music is just making yeah, it's, its imprint sort of in Max your Max Fleischer kind of cartoons, isn't it? It's Betty exactly. Boop and all it, that, all kind, of that of stuff. kind of stuff. Yeah. yeah, exactly. So I don't know whether I dug deep into the psyche and suddenly this kind of stuff, and I'm no real, you know, I'm not a very good guitar player, but just a few little bluesy chords in that kind of tempo, suddenly it was swinging a bit. Yeah. And then, and my friend plays, and the reason why really I started to write the songs is because my friend had, a, had his clarinet and his saxophone in the cupboard for 10 years. He went through some difficult times and uh, he had like a little recording studio, or recording studio, a little kind of four track. So I said, uh, yeah, we should get together and use it, you know, because it was collecting dust and stuff. Yeah. Like before we all, you know, sort of exit the room, we should sort of like do this. So we did. And I thought, I want, I, I really hate rock sax right yes pop yeah, yeah, sax. Yeah. i hate it you know what do you mean like I'm sax in a, in a rock song yeah oh what's that sometimes um, they like, can use it what, like right, the lost boys like uh <laughs> when the muscly saxophone player that kind of thing yeah, exactly right. I, would say, I love it i know <laughs> some people no, I don't. And, I don't. And, and, <laughs> and i think now because there's a kind of whole revival of the 80s i think yeah. people are accepting it a bit more but yeah. for some reason i can't i just associate it with music i don't i can't really there's something so clean about it so yeah. so i was determined not to i was determined for nigel not to use the sax, sax. To write, so I had to try and write fucking jazz chords and do, and I know nothing. I, <laughs> I can barely you know do four chords. So I was just sort of trying to find ways of making a sound that sounds a little bit where the sax would fit in quite nicely and give a nice late fifties smoky jazzy kind of feel. Yeah, but you've got that kind of you, you're sort of very yeah self-deprecating about the, the music you're doing and things. I'm civil, yeah self-deprecating about my whole life. But yeah, <laughs> but, I, I, but what I what I always say is uh, never let the fact that you're shit at something and standing away of exactly. your dreams. That's, that's no, you're right. That, that that's is absolutely. You just yeah, don't well, go fuck yeah. it. Do you know what? I don't give a shit if anyone listens to what I do. Um, if anyone cares what I'm doing, if people judge me or whatever, oh, you just like go. I want to do, do it, do and I'm thing, doing it. And yeah, and I want to take it as seriously as I can take yeah. it to make it good. I don't want it to be shit, you're, but you want to you yeah, try and make it as good as you can make. You're yeah. very lucky because you haven't got like the fucking uh, barrier of uh, being a comedian in a way because. Um, I write. I write. Songs. You've seen my stuff, then. No, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> but like, I write. I write songs, but they always have to. Thank you very much for the water. Um, <laughs> I write songs, but they always have to be um, through funny. the filter of funny. So oh, you go like, man. well, this See, song. This is the other thing. So yeah. you write so. So I. I, yeah, I mean, when I was like a teenager, I was in. I was in a few bands, and I wrote like something like three hundred songs. And I, I, what I imagine is that in the space serious, of one summer. Song? Kind of yeah, yeah. They were, and then I did um, I did a show in 2007 where we did some songs, and they were like real like heart heartbreakers, and 
people laughed because they were so <laughs> sincere. They were so and then sincere. I was just like, yeah, they're meant to be funny. But they were. Right, okay. I was. I went into the dressing room and cried. But um, <laughs> but people just thought like, uh, yeah. Well, yeah. that's the other thing is that obviously that was the other choice is to write comedy songs, and not saying comedy songs are easy. But comedy it songs been too are easy awful. for me. Yeah, yeah, I don't like. Comedy I hate songs, comedy songs, like, and I didn't want those songs. I wanted songs that had some sort of reflective, poetic, you know, sensibility to them. Yeah, and you know, I can't get away from comedy. I I, I think I probably have. I've been put together with funny bones. Yeah, really. yeah. It's just the, you know, just the way I am, I suppose. So even if I knew that, even if I sort of dedicated myself to writing fairly serious songs, they they they're going to have some sort of humour to them. Without you know, they're, they're not going to be over earnest. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, I mean, I'm not to bang on and on about it, but I never, I never really mention him. I just play a song a, a, a week. But like uh, the Alice Cooper thing is the fact that his songs are fucking funny. Like he writes yeah. really, but he's not a comedian. He's, no, not doing, he's not doing comedy songs. But the lyrics in there are just clever and funny. And that's my that's my inspiration. Where you just like. You don't have to like go. Yes. Um, uh, she was rather blunt, <laughs> so I kicked her in, in the, the house. Your father. <laughs> yeah. and, that's yeah. pretty good, Dan. Yeah, but that is good. I mean, I'm going to. Uh, but yeah. that's the new album. Uh, but um, but uh, I think comedy songs uh, or like changing the lyrics to uh, pop songs to be. I mean, I just oh, think I just that that's yeah, yeah. almost out the lowest form of because it's it's sort of throwaway, isn't it? Yeah. You don't listen to comedy Disposable. songs again and again. You don't get stoned. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And put on. Oh, put on that. You know, great comedy song about you know what I mean yeah. it's just like once you've heard it it's funny and it's just like it's maybe ten years later you'll Jake Thackeray you know Jake Thackeray yes, he's, yeah, he, yeah. Able, he's, he manages to somehow do no who's Jake so- Thackeray hey I guess he's like a sort of Yorkshire Noel Coward is that fair? A Yorkshire Noel Coward meets Jack Brel. Jack Brel, yeah, exactly. Actually, I think he wanted to be okay, Jack Brel. Right. Yeah. Jack Brel. Jack Brel's a French <laughs> ensemble. You know, yeah. Jack Brel. My, de- you know, you played Bowie earlier on. You didn't. Yeah. You weren't here. You played Bowie earlier. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so I'm going on about it. I've made up for it. <laughs> so with Scott he, Walker, and Jack Brel wrote "My Death." You know, "My Death," but the song Bowie did Amsterdam. Oh, In Amsterdam, oh, 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 oh. who's David Bowie. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Amsterdam by David Bowie. Uh, I don't know. Do don't you know, know this? Song? I don't know any David Bowie. I know oh, Labyrinth. Right, yeah, Bowie. I was not a David, I'm not a David Bowie. I, I say it all the time. It's like. Um, Do you know Jackie? Alice Cooper. I, met, I, I found that uh, uh, there was an Alice Cooper album in. I used to go to Hemel Hempstead to get orthodont. Uh, to see my orthodontist. And I had my teeth tightened. And it hurt so much. And then uh, we used to walk past. Me and my mum used to walk past a record shop. And one week we went past the record shop. And there was an album in the, uh, uh, in the window. That came with a free comic. Uh, and it was Alice Cooper, Last Temptation. And I loved comics at the time. And so my mum bought me uh, the Alice Cooper album. Because it came with a free comic. And I was very scared of Alice Cooper. Because my sister was into stuff uh, Alice Cooper Bon Jovi and, and, and Tina Turner and Meatloaf but Alice Cooper was always very terrifying to me as a, oh, you sort of meant to be wasn't you yeah. uh, but I, I was like, a very sensitive child uh-huh. and so we got the we got the thing because there was a uh, came with a comic book uh, read the comic book loved the comic book it was uh, Last Temptation it was one of three and uh, <laughs> and then I listened to the album and it changed my life uh, it came at the same time that I saw Army of Darkness uh, the Evil Dead 3. Last Temptation and comic by Neil Gaiman, wasn't it? Neil Gaiman. Illustrated and, uh, by Michael Zuli. Absolutely amazing comic book. And, uh, <laughs> but like, um, 
But that was the, and then when I found out as Cooper, I was just like, "That's me. I'm done. That's all That's I need for the rest of my life." And so I've never been like when all of the. The thing is, everyone was good. when David Bowie died. Everyone was very kind of like moved by it, and I obviously found it very sad. Um, once you found out who he was, you were like, once I found yeah. out who he was, I googled him, <laughs> yeah. and I was just like, oh, I love. Oh, 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 yeah. I was going to parties, just like I said. I miss Bowie. I miss okay. Bowie. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Bowie. Um, but um, but you know, Alice Cooper's pushing on in years. And Did I'm, you never have a curiosity of like what what? Did the Alice Cooper people listen to? What was he into? What, what well, he, well, they were contemporaries, you, so they kind of like... Yeah. Um, but you didn't sort of pull the thread of influence and kind of like go, well, what... Well, what? They were, I, I think that they were contemporaries. They weren't... He wasn't influenced by... I mean, I've listened to Frank Zappa because he was a big influence on Alice Cooper band. There you go, but, yeah. Um, but I don't, I don't get on with Frank Zappa. And, um, well, he's hard to get on with, I think. I mean, <laughs> I mean you, the more you read about him, the more I fucking cunt. And, uh, <laughs> but, um, but fucking. Uh, now he's got humour in songs, isn't he? There's yeah, but yeah, his songs are awful. Yeah, I mean, uh, a bit, this is very contentious. You can have arguments. Yeah, in, in, people in a, love. Uh, I mean, people I've, fucking a few, love Frank Zappa. Yeah, I don't and those people Frank Zappa, are actually. dicks. I just think his, his I tell you what he's an amazing musician but his humour and his voice right, are annoying yeah, yeah, and yeah. they it's like it's like screeching yeah. down a chalkboard but, um, but, but David Bowie like having like alternate name but I tell you what, Alice Cooper was influenced by uh, by David Bowie because yeah, um, okay. there was a point in the first five years of his career where he was an innovator. Alice and Cooper, yeah, yeah. and then it's mad. It's uh, to me because to me, Alice Cooper was a pantomime. Yeah, kind of that's what it is. Sort of, Do you know what? Like I never took him seriously until later when I started to sort of dig a bit deeper and find out. But he's, he's so the, eclectic. The yeah, he's so eclectic. And he's One so, of the he's Christian now, isn't he? Was he? Oh, he's always Christian, wasn't he? Yeah, but I don't want to know anything were, about him. See, now it's coming down, isn't it? It's coming out. <laughs> I don't want to know anything about his personal life. I just want to see okay. him on stage and Doing, eating stuff. rats. But it's also yeah. Yeah. Um, vaudeville, um, isn't it? Eating bats <laughs> is Ozzy Osbourne. Killing chickens was Alice Cooper. Killing chickens. Who's the snake? Alice Cooper was the snake, right? The python. Uh, Alice Cooper as yeah. the snake, yeah. Likely. Yeah, man, I just thought... But then, I, but I have to say, I, I thought the Sex Pistols were a joke band. Yeah, but the right, Sex yeah. Pistols were... Uh, like Johnny, Johnny, Rotten's, yeah. Johnny Rotten's uh, audition was, was I Made Teen by Alice Cooper. Yeah, that's right. And it's kind of like everyone... So like, you can sort of see this, yeah. I used to think that... Anarchy in the UK, I used to think it was a, a slightly novel, like Black Lace. It, I used to think it was a novelty. But I think there the, is, the, right? The, but, yeah. <laughs> but I think there's that with all of them. Well, I think, but I think that's all right. I think that's totally all right. I think it's totally all right. But the Sex Pistols were famous for like one summer. Yeah, it was as, and yeah, then, nine months. And then yeah, they split yeah, up, yeah, yeah. and then, uh, and then uh, uh, Johnny Rotten, uh, John Lydon went off to do a, a public, yeah, yeah, public, what is it, public image, image. limited. Yeah. Um, so he went off he to do that. To but he seriously. was such yeah. a huge thing, you know. I always, but John Lydon, because he loved Alice Cooper, didn't he? John Lydon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, there's all documentaries like about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But there's, um, but but John Lydon is one of those people where I just think that um, he did the, the country life butter thing, and people That's like going. Yes. Uh, people were like going, um, oh, well, John Lydon. <laughs> <laughs> he used to be punk rock, and now he's advertising butter. He's, a, he's an establishment now. And he was just like, uh, and he, he just made a statement about it. He says, well, so what? 
I like eating butter. <laughs> and so I'm advertising it. He goes, look, look, he wanted to do a new album. That's what it was. And didn't he have to take his band on tour, do a new album, and he had to pay for it? So yeah, it's yeah, basically yeah, yeah. Because no one's, because and no one's going to book him no for No one's banging down the door saying, John yeah. Lydon, please do us a new album. So he just went, I'll do a butter advert and, do my, and self-fund my new there album. You and you go, fuck there it. You, go. you have to find your like, patronage from somewhere. People are fucking judgmental <laughs> cunts. Like, fucking. But also, I think that is interesting that that's that thing with like someone who has this sort of... Uh, punk sensibility then does something in his 50s that upsets loads that of people upset, that, yeah the whole point <laughs> go, I guess surely is that's part of punk it right? to upset yeah the sort of status quo yeah or literally sure, to upset status quo <laughs> 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 oh, yeah, oh I love status quo status quo I think people who listen to status quo are dicks no I, I heard the status quo used to be the loudest band when they when they sort of got into I can't loud. believe that I think Paul Willis said that he went to a status quo concert when he was younger and it was like it was the loudest thing he'd ever heard I met them once and and, uh, they they seem like just the sort of guys you to meet down the pub. Just I, had a nice to, bloke. I had to take them on the press run, to, and I was like, uh, from <laughs> it was at an award ceremony, and used to wear the red carpet, and I was taking them on the press run, and uh, I was like, uh, they just won a lifetime achievement award. I said, that's nice. They've given you one each because <laughs> 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 there was two of them, and then they were like walking down, walking down. And they, all they wanted to do was go for a fag, right? And I was just like, uh, no, 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 we've got to take it to the press. And they were like, oh, can't, can't we just go for a fag? And, go, and I was always very diplomatic. I was like, um, oh, come on, you've just won an award. I'm sure the bo- all the ladies and gentlemen would love to hear what you've got to say about it. And they were like, oh, come on, we just want to go for a fag. I said, well, it's nice that they give me an award each. And they went, yeah, do you want to hold it? And uh, and I was like, oh, right. So he gave me, uh, what I think Francis Rossi gave me uh, his award and I held it. And he goes, here, what do you think it's made of? And I went, I don't know, pewter? And he goes, give it back! <laughs> <laughs> they were fucking, um, yeah, but they were lovely. Yeah, um, Caroline, what a song! Um, why are we talking about that? The loudest band. Um, yeah. We haven't done anything. We've got six minutes left of the show. Um, uh, you Is there in, anything you, you want to talk in, about? You were in Alpha Papa, weren't you? I was. Yeah. Every time that that film is on, yeah. I will. Uh, no matter where it is in the film, I will sit down and watch it. And uh, I so think, it's one of those films I'd you love, just have to I watch. Love, it, I went yeah. to because I, I did Uncle on Baby, with Baby Cow, oh, yeah. so I went to the premiere of that. And, uh, Are th- you the uncle guy? I'm uncle guy. Fuck you know. Fuck, did you not know? <laughs> I'm not even seeing it. I've heard so many good things about it. Oh yeah. Well, we're, we're, I'm going to watch it now. I'm going to watch the whole box set. We're. Uh, you, you had a film out last night as well. Uh, I had a short film. Yeah. Um, let's not talk about me. But okay. I, I'm just, I'm just basically telling you how much I love Alpha Papa. I think it's, a, I think it's. Really, what was it like making that? Yeah, it was fun. It was good fun. Yeah, I was only on it for a few days, so yeah. But you're, it's, yeah. You're also in a movie that I love, which I think gets a hard time. Mordecai. I've never seen it. Is it? You, is it you watched it. La- you watched it, it last week. And you said, I thought. I thought I that maybe it. you watched it because Carl was coming in. Oh, you yeah, just watched it. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I watched it. Watch it again because I loved it. And then thought, I want to watch it again because it's me, really. I love it. It's, I think I a lot of people assumed it was just going to be. It's like, terrible. Yeah, I mean, it's, <laughs> a ter- <laughs> it's a terrible film. That's the general <laughs> consensus. I yes, absolutely I love. I it. imagine that would be the general consensus. It's, it it's really tickles like, something. Yeah, in me. It was a nice I'm, scene to do, but but I could imagine that I'm for some reason it just wouldn't it just wouldn't work. I'm, not, I'm not saying it's terrible because me and the lads all got together in the pub and decided it was terrible. I'm saying it's terrible because it was terrible. <laughs> I watched it terrible. by myself. Okay. I was actually yeah, yeah. in the middle of a deep depression, and uh, and it didn't help. 
I'm going to keep it light, but um, <laughs> it was very. I was uh, dark days and Mordecai. But I'm not saying not that because you're here. I, I love it. Love yeah, but then um, yeah, sure. Should but you're, you're also in plebs, okay. right? Plebs, yeah, in plebs. And um, uh, and John Pointing is in. Yeah, plebs now. yeah, John. I love John. John's lovely. Yeah, isn't he's great. That's fan club. He was, um, <laughs> and he was in your film last night as well, wasn't he? Was he was in my film last night, but I love oh, John really? Pointing. Okay, John Pointing yeah. is uh, the future of comedy. Is he? Um, I love him so Oh, that's much. good, because he's lovely. He's got a really lovely, warm energy about yeah, him. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, so, right, okay, so... Should we do this? This is the game. Oh, uh, oh, oh you've got a game, Jesus. It's a game called Better or Worse, where you have to Guys. say whether the next person is better or worse than the person before. So, starting off with Jack Lemmon. Yeah. Okay. Dennis Hopper. Better or worse than oh. Jack Lemmon? Worse than Jack Lemmon. It is worse. Um, Gene Hackman, better or worse than Dennis Hopper? <laughs> He's better than Dennis Hopper. He is better than Dennis Hopper. <laughs> Gene Hackman is better than Dennis Hopper? Yes. Yeah. If is, you like... Um, is Paul... <laughs> <laughs> and I do. <laughs> Dennis Hopper, true romance. I mean, fucking what a performance. Sure. What, yeah, I mean, he's not, Gene Hackman, Royal Tenenbaum, he's, he's, he's great. Amazing. Dennis Hopper's not bad, but Paul Hollywood. Oh, high cards. He's no modest mouse, is he, Dennis Hopper? Paul Hollywood. Paul Hollywood from the Great British Bake Off. Better or worse Who? than Gene Hackman? Hang Paul on. Hollywood. Is that the Liverpool guy? Yeah. Better worse than Gene Hackman. Worse. Oh, worse. <laughs> he's worse than. Himself. Just because you got Hollywood in your name, mate, you will see through it. Fucking hell. Um, worse. Mark Almond. Better or worse than Paul Hollywood? Better. Much better. better man. Much better. Melanie Griffith. Better or worse than Mark Almond? Better. better. And she flashes Paul Newman in uh, Nobody <laughs> Fool, and but bloody oh. hell, that got me through many a weekend. <laughs> I think I might. She. I think I'd say worse yeah, than Mark Almond. Melanie Griffith. Sure, it's my opinion. It's only based on yeah, my I know, opinion. I know, but it's Angela Bassett. She tamed Antonio Banderas. Is <laughs> <laughs> Angela Bassett better or worse than Melanie Griffith? Oh, I like Angela Bassett. Me yeah, too. Angela Bassett. Better, better, I think, better. yeah. She hasn't tamed Antonio Banderas to my knowledge, but uh, okay. she's definitely, <laughs> definitely Is better. Is Ant McPartland better or worse than Angela Bassett? Oh, he's worse. Worse, yeah. Oh, I know who's coming next. Go on. Is Declan Donnelly oh! better or worse than Ant McPartland? Oh, I get them mixed up, but they're... Is he better than or worse? I think that's a level pegging there, even. Yeah, Yeah, so I'm going to say Declan Donnelly is better because he is not a drink driver. (laughs) Is Graham Parsons. (laughs) You weren't sure about saying that. (laughs) Is he better or worse than Graham Parsons? Graham Parsons is better. He is better. That's so better or worse? Um, uh, right, do I win? Or do I win? Well, how many, have you how, many, won? how many did he get, Nat? Uh, Natalie, how many did he get? Eight! Eight. Oh! That's a great one! That's a great that's score! Amazing. That's it's amazing! That's the yeah. joint first place ever! Eight out of what? Ten! Eight. Ten! Eight ten. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're, uh, we got 35 okay. seconds. Um, <laughs> have you got anything to plug? Anything to plug? Uh, oh, there's a Danny Boyle films. Cut out, it's, unti- oh, yeah. it's untitled. Do you know what I mean? It's about the Beatles. Sort of uh, and what's what fucking Probably film is? G- what's Gummo? I've never heard of Gummo. Have you never heard of Gummo? What is it? Harley Who's Green. Yeah, uh, oh, your yeah. favourite film? Your favourite film is Gummo. I mean, it's hard your favourite actor is Ronnie Barker. Your favourite director is Andrei Tarkovsky. I mean, come on, mate. Don't try so hard. <laughs> TV is the wire. And we've got to the end. Uh, Carl Theobald, it's fucking lovely to have you on. And you're been, a lovely, been, amazing guest and big fan. What the fucking song is that I'm playing? Yeah. No. No. I like it. I like the song. It's a good song. 21st century in London City. Get you down on your knees. A small town will is left with no mercy. Hungry faces feeling the squeeze. There's a sickness in your mind. There's a weight on your back And there's no respite you will find You pay 
If you enjoyed this podcast, please don't forget to rate and review us on iTunes.